Welcome back to another K-Dog and Fish podcast. I am Fish. K-Dog. This episode is entirely devoted to trilogies. Now, often there are great movies, and they're like, well, that did really well, so we got to do a sequel. Mm -hmm. And then when the sequel does well, you got it. Trilogy time. There you go. Sometimes they push it a little too far, (laughs) but we're discussing just trilogies. Gotcha. And there's often a debate amongst trilogies which is the best film of the three sometimes it's rare but the second one's better than the first Mm -hmm. and very rare is the third one better than all three Mm -hmm. we're going to discuss we'll mention like box office totals uh whether they want awards really at the end of the day which film trilogy is the best right and we're not going like we're, we're gonna miss some too and it's not all the oh we don't have like, time for that we don't have time for that and there's no order there's nothing it's just no. we're just going yeah do it yeah do it do so it. we are this is again we just picked a bunch of trilogies at random to discuss they are in no particular order uh first on our list was the hannibal lecter mm-hmm. trilogy starting with silence of the lambs right now the first film is insanely good. Oh, yeah. Like a classic. Mm-hmm. So it also won Best Picture. Right. Uh, Silence of the Lambs came out in 1991, mm-hmm. surprisingly only on a $19 million budget. Yeah, that's... So really low. That's a good uh, good cheddar. And it made a ton of money, yeah. uh, $130 million, uh domestic. Mm-hmm. And then when you add the domestic with the foreign to get your worldwide total... Of two hundred and seventy-two million mm-hmm. off a of nineteen, that is a massive hit, mm-hmm. and rarely too do best picture films make a lot of money. This just had everything. It Didn't, was uh, Hopkins win. Oh yeah, as well. It was actually one of the first. I don't want to say one of the first because yeah. I might be wrong, but I know it was uh, one of the first films in a long time. Whether it was the first at all to like sweep all the major categories yeah the jodie foster win best she did and, and john uh demi uh was the director oh, is it demi? jonathan demi jonathan, jonathan demi or not we ted can demi. look that up jonathan demi maybe <laughs> ted demi sounds ted like demi? a serial killer who is ted demi ted demi is somebody i don't <laughs> is, even know is yeah. he i want to check that for me but i think it's jonathan demi are you gonna hear the clickety clacking of the old, one the uh, uh best director but jonathan uh, demi sounds right yeah it won like all the major categories for the uh, best picture in 1991. Uh, Was that right? Jonathan Demi. Yeah. Jonathan yeah. Demi. Yeah. Who's Ted Demi? I'm going to punch that in. <laughs> You're going to get some weird website. <laughs> Who's that? So it was very rare that. Oh, he's a director too. Oh, he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ted Demi. I knew. There you go. Maybe they're brothers. I knew what I was talking about. There you go. Yeah, he did uh, He did Blow. Oh, he did Beautiful Girls. Maybe that's why you know. Maybe that's why you I love know. that I love movie. that movie. Yeah. yeah. He did Life with uh, Eddie Murphy and Martin Lawrence, which was. Not good. That nah, wasn't good. But uh, yeah, it must be. Oh, yeah. It's Beautiful Girls. That's what I remember. That's what you know. Him there from. you go. Okay. Right. Maybe right. they're brothers. I don't know. I don't know. Could be. I could look in the trivia. Maybe it is. I don't know. So Silence of the Lambs just absolutely killed on all fronts. Mm-hmm. And it, it is very rare at the Oscars that the best picture film will also have the best actress, best actor, and best director. Like that's very rare. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was in 1991. The movie did so well critically, obviously, by winning Best Picture. And financially, they said, sequel. Yeah. Uh, the problem was Jodie Foster said no. Yeah. She was like, see ya. <laughs> She's off doing Nell in the forest. I yeah. don't know. She's like, I don't got any time for I this. don't have time for these shenanigans. Yeah. 
Uh, they did convince uh, Anthony Hopkins to come back as yeah. Hannibal Lecter. So, but Juliana Moore. I don't even remember Hannibal. So uh, there are two things I remember. And again, if you're listening to this podcast for the first time, mm-hmm. I only made notes of like the trilogies and like how much they made and right, stuff. Right. I have no other notes. Like right. we do a lot of the stuff. We do no research. We just mm-hmm. kind of go off the cuff. Just wing it. So from what I remember of Hannibal are two things. One, Juliana Moore replaced Jodie Foster mm-hmm. as Clarice. So right. it was weird because they look nothing alike. I do remember that. And uh, Ray Liotta was in it and yeah. Hannibal like cuts open the top of his skull and was like taking out pieces because he's a cannibal yeah and eating pieces of his brain oh, and stuff I do remember right that. in front of Juliana Moore yeah, and yeah. it was the grossest thing I, do I remember ever that. saw like this was uh the sequel came out in 2001 10 years later I do remember that scene so gross it wasn't a good movie though was it not great I don't think so no and it made uh surprisingly it made more at the box office but i think that's just because of the cachet of the first film oh 100 so they actually went to an 87 million dollar budget mm-hmm. probably a big chunk of that was to get anthony back oh you gotta pay him he's, he ain't coming he back ain't for coming back change. for cheap yeah and it did do 165 at the box office domestically and 381 million worldwide so it did do better financially but absolutely not a better movie i don't yeah i don't even silence of lambs is well silence of lambs so is good one of the gotta be up there as one of the best movies of all time yeah in thrillers it's got to be top five it's so good it's yeah. so well done mm-hmm. uh i can't argue yeah. that it, as far as this trilogy is concerned mm-hmm. so far we haven't discussed the third film yet right but so far i mean silence of lambs ha- the first has to be the best in the trilogy oh yeah for sure uh so then in 2002, uh, they did Red Dragon. Mm-hmm. Now, this has no Clarice Starling in it at no. all. Uh, this is a remake, basically, of the movie Manhunter. Mm-hmm. Now, I love Manhunter. Have you yeah. ever seen it? Yeah, of course. So, yeah. 1986, mm-hmm. it is Gil Grissom from CSI. So good. What's the actor's name? I only call him Gil Grissom. Oh, now I'm blanking on, I'm blanking on <laughs> William Peterson. William Peterson, yeah, that's, that's right. It. Yeah. Yeah. And he is uh, in Manhunter. He goes to see Hannibal Lecter in prison right. because there's a serial killer out there called the Red Dragon. Right. And uh, a really creepy, cool actor from the 80s named Tom Noonan, I remember that name, mm-hmm. uh, played the uh, Red Dragon. Yeah. He's still acting, eh? He's still acting. He's a, every yeah. role, it's just like, we need yeah. a creepy, tall motherfucker. All skinny. Yeah. <laughs> Call that guy. <laughs> Call Tom Noonan. He's weird, creepy, and tall. Yeah. Like, he's he all... He an odd look. Yeah. 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 Uh, you're all Googling him right now. Yeah. Uh, You'll so know the, him when you look him up. You'll be like, oh, yeah, I know that guy. That was in the 86 version, and this is way before Silence of the Lambs. And do you remember who played Hannibal Lecter? Uh, oh, my God. I can, I'm looking. I can see Because it his, wasn't Anthony Hopkins. No, I can see his face. Oh, I'm getting you on this one. Yeah. It was Brian Cox. Oh, it was Brian Cox. Brian You're Cox right. famous, uh, from famous, Super Troopers. Famous from Super Troopers. He's done and other movies. You know right now he's voicing like McDonald's commercials? <laughs> Hey, he's got a mortgage, you know? <laughs> I hear the voice and I'm like, oh, that's Brian Cox. Yeah. Anyway, Manhunter, really Brian good. Cox. That's totally right. Yeah. So Red Dragon is basically a remake of Manhunter. Right. But it finishes off the Anthony Hopkins Hannibal Lecter trilogy mm-hmm. and Ed Norton 
plays William Peterson's Peterson, role. Yeah. Yeah. And then who played the Red Dragon in the remake? One of the Fines. <laughs> do you have one in? Ralph Fines or Joseph Fines. I think it's Ralph Fines. I think it's pronounced like, and it's weird. I think it's Rafe. Rafe? Rafe. Rafe. Spelt Ralph, I think. Rafe Fines? Rafe Fines. Rafe Fines. Yeah. Rafe Fines. How many Fines brothers are there? Ah, they're like Sarsgaards. You just, <laughs> There's too many. You pour, you pour water on them and they just multiply. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it was Ray. That's Ray Fines. Ray Fines. Rafe, like, not Ralph. Ray Fines. Ray Fines, and I and think his, his brother brother's was Joseph Fines. Yeah, who is like in Shakespeare, Shakespeare and Love, and love yeah. yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, you're the two yeah. of them. Uh, they should do something with the Scars Guards. Oh, that'd be it. like they should do like celebrity boxing. Yeah, like like a tag team event. Gotcha. So two stars guards, pick whichever ones you want out of the seven. Yeah. And uh, the fines go yeah. at it. And you know who should ref those matches? Who? The Baldwins. Oh, my God. I would pay for that crap. <laughs> I would be all over that. I would make a nice taco dip. I would be like Saturday <laughs> night. Pay-per-view. I would be uh, in on that. I'm not watching Jake Paul fight whatever uh, other Merriweather. Merriweather or, or whatever Mayweather, else he's going to yeah. fight. Clubber Lang or whatever. Gotcha. I want to see that. That would be a fight. That's a celebrity boxing match I want to see. I'm in. I'm in on that. So, Red Dragon. Back to Red Dragon. <laughs> back to Red Dragon. <laughs> All right. They actually made it for less money, uh, $78 million budget. Uh, it did not do as well at the box office. I also remember it not being that great either. I find it better than number two. I think it was... I, I, I know Hannibal was really Hannibal's not good. really not good. Yeah, but I don't think it was... It, again, can't even hold... I think uh, people are just done. Yeah, they just... It's not Silence of the Lambs. No. It's not. You needed... Honestly, you needed Jodie Foster. Yeah, you need Jodie Foster and and the Anthony Hopkins. You need that. That was the that. dynamic, right? Mm-hmm. Like it was. That's what made Silence of the Lambs so good. Mm-hmm. The um, take, take in domestically for Red Dragon was only ninety three million and two hundred nine worldwide. So it's actually the worst performing of the three. Mm-hmm. Now that's our first trilogy being discussed in just this trilogy alone. My opinion. Mm-hmm. I would go one, three, and then two. I'd agree with that. And I think yeah. that, obviously, when it comes to this trilogy, the first film was the best film. Way in first. All right. So yeah. next on our list of trilogies, we're switching to comedy. Mm-hmm. We have the Austin Powers trilogy. Now, rumor is we're mm-hmm. getting a number four. I have heard that. Yeah. That is a rumor at this mm-hmm. point. Uh, there's really cool pops for the first film, too. We mm-hmm. we love the Dr. Evil and the yeah. uh, Austin Powers. Mm-hmm. We never did a mini-me, though. No. I'm actually surprised they didn't. I wonder, would you do it as a mystery mini? <laughs> 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 but I'm bummed. But I'm bummed. But how funny would a two-pack Doctor Evil With and Mini Me in the same outfit, outfit that, they, that yeah. they wore when they were in the yeah whatever yeah that'd be in so the funny. Lair. Yeah, now why did they do a Mini Me? That's so weird. The other thing that we love about Austin Powers is there's a legendary tale that Mike Myers wrote it in like a weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It a was, tribute to his dad, and he just yeah, did yeah. this script so quick uh, and got a greenlit. Yeah, and it's just a cool story because Mike Myers. I think like you and I were fans back with Soy Mary Nax Murderer. That's when, yeah, that's the first And movie. he just yeah. never really took off as a leading guy. Yeah. And this movie, because um, you want to say that, sorry, Wayne and Garth. Wayne's, Wayne's World, World was his, yeah, that was sort of, yeah. But it's really a, a duo. A duo, yeah. not yeah. A, like Mike Myers' film, because yeah. it's the two of them. Agreed. So I think Awesome Powers really showed, okay, Mike Myers can mm-hmm. lead a movie and have it make money. Right. Because Soy Mariner and Axe Murder, as much as you and I love that movie. Oh, it didn't make any money. It didn't make any money. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. It was like 
not straight to VHS. That's when it came out. <laughs> pretty much. But it was pretty close to that. Like, yeah. it wasn't, yeah. But, again, that's where I fell in love with Mike Myers. Yeah. I, lo- I love Sorry, Mary Naxberger. Um, I also would love to see a Fat Bastard pop, but that's not a good Oh, one. we didn't get one of those. We didn't get a Fat yeah. Bastard pop. Yeah. Be so in the, funny. like, uh, sumo. Yeah. Or something. I wonder if they didn't do it because they don't want to put Fat Bastard on the box. Yeah. Like you know how they changed the soup Nazi to 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 be more PG. You're right. Maybe and they don't. You can't change Fat Bastard. After know? our last podcast, which was Pops, we wish we had been made. Mm-hmm. They uh, one of them got announced like a week after, which was the Sopranos. Sopranos, yeah. And we didn't think that they would put. I'm gonna have to beat this now. Yeah. We didn't think they'd put big. Yeah. On a Funko Pop box. They are missing out. So they actually didn't. They yeah. made a Tony, a Christopher, uh his uh sorry, Carmela. Uh, Carmela and one of the other Silvio. dudes, Silvio. Silvio. And Silvio is an awesome character. Yeah. I should have I should have mentioned that. But anyway, back to Austin Powers. Yeah. The Silver Fox. Mm-hmm. Uh the first Austin Powers movie, uh, 1997, mm-hmm. and again, he wrote it in like a weekend. Yeah. Uh, $16.5 million budget only to bring in $52 million domestic and $67 million worldwide. For $16 million for a guy who's hasn't had a box office like solo project do really well, mm-hmm. this was just a fun, interesting character it was really funny. Yeah. It was really offside. Yeah. Too. It was Oh yeah. Very cheeky. Very cheeky, yeah, for sure. And uh did really well. So they had to make a sequel. Mm-hmm. Uh and uh the sequel outperformed the sequel killed the it. first one. Insane. They literally a only huge. doubled their doubled their budget exactly. Yeah. From sixteen point five to thirty three million and worldwide three hundred and twelve million. That's crazy yeah. return. A massive, massive hit. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So when the second movie does well, and like, whoa, you gotta make a third. Yeah. Now, Goldmember, yeah. which uh, came out in two thousand and two, mm-hmm. I think is the funniest. It's my favorite one, right? Goldmember is my favorite one. It didn't do as well as number two. Right. I think number two, the it was Heather Graham. Yeah. And then number three was Beyonce. Right. Yeah. yeah. Who is the first? Uh, Elizabeth she was a, Hurley. Elizabeth Hurley. That's yeah. right. Yeah, she was I a model. I actually didn't like the Beyonce character. Okay, I liked the Heather Graham character. Oh. In number two, I didn't really like the Beyonce character, but I love number three. Yeah, I, I as far as humor, humor. I loved Gold Member. I thought he was. I love yeah. Gold. I love Gold. Yeah, <laughs> like you and I still do. Yeah. Uh, what quote do we do all the time? I don't speak freaky dicky Dutch. There's no and yeah. there is no pleasing There's you. No pleasing you. <laughs> we yeah. do that a yeah. lot. And Fat Bastard was in Goldmember. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think he would appear in all three. Was Wasn't he, Fat Bastard in the first one? Did he start in Spy Who Shaggy? Uh, might have been the second one. I think Was Fat, it the second one where he-, where he Yeah, we'd have to look that up. It was the second one. I You're think right. he came in the second movie. You're right. It was the second one, not the first one. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, yeah. The, the Austin Powers trilogy, mm-hmm. really good. The box office uh, on the third one- was uh they doubled the budget again mm-hmm. 63 million and did 213 slightly better than the second film mm-hmm. uh 213 million domestic and 296 million worldwide mm-hmm. so about equal but overall a successful trilogy oh yeah now what would you say i i know we kind of said that do you think that gold member is the best out of the three i think i'd go three one two okay I think in my oh no because I like Heather Graham's role. No, I think I go three two one. Okay, yeah, three, I two, 
you're doing three, two, one, three, two, one. Yeah. I think I have, because the first movie is such a instant classic. I think I have to go three, one, two, yeah, but it's tough. out of this trilogy, we're yeah. both saying that the third film, which is, it's hard for like a trilogy. You're really banking off the success of the first movie mm-hmm. to have the third movie be the best of the three. Right. Is really cool. Yeah. As far as trilogies are ranked, that's a pretty cool fact. Yeah. I mean, again, it's fact. It's our opinion. It's our opinion. Some, it's our opinion. some people are going to like no. what they like. No, you, know? you believe. We we set the bar. <laughs> so why don't we stick with comedy? Because there's another trilogy uh, that I love uh, called The Hangover. Now, the first movie came out in 2009. It yeah. was Todd Phillips, yeah. who you and I love. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Old school. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. Now I'm going to blank on a bunch of old, older Todd Phillips stuff. More recently, he did The Joker. The Joker, which uh, is- uh, went dark. Yeah. Uh, which is really cool. But the first uh, few films, Due Date. Due Date, uh, yeah. Todd Phillips has uh, great comedies. Right. Especially, I think, my favorite being old school. Right. But so the hangover, honestly, just the premise uh, is, and it's so hard R rated. Yeah. It's Zach Galifianakis. Yeah. Like just killing it. Uh, so funny. Start to finish. It was a massive hit. Yeah. Massive, Bradley Cooper in the first one was just, yeah. he was not known. He killed it. He killed it. Yeah. I mean, his character was the same through them all, but just the first one where it was just, you didn't expect it. Yeah. He know? was being. Or he was kind of a dick. He's kind of a dick. Yeah. yeah. He had just nasty, like, kind of like just a nasty, dry sarcasm to himself. Yeah. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. Now, he's had a history of he played the bad guy once in, let's say, Wedding Crashers. Yeah, yeah. But this was a different kind because mm-hmm. he was still technically one of the good guys. But right. he is quickness and sharpness and rudeness mm-hmm. and just being like a good guy dick yeah. character. Yeah. He was really quick-witted. And uh then we also had Ed Helms. Right. Uh it was just uh, the Mike Tyson cameo. Oh my god, yeah. The yeah. W- the Tiger song. Oh yeah, the Tiger song was so funny. I had that as my ringtone. Yeah, that is so funny. <laughs> I'd love to reenact that song. It's so funny. So the budget was only 35 million and it was an insanely massive hit. It yeah. did 277 million domestic. Adding that with foreign, four hundred and sixty-nine million worldwide for a movie that costs thirty-five million to make. Crazy. Now yeah. for a comedy, you and I know, yeah, that's massive numbers, that's huge numbers yeah. for comedies. Usually, right. comedies don't do that much, especially domestically. Mm-hmm. Like if you do a hundred million dollar comedy, mm-hmm. you you have a hit. Yeah, you've made it. Yeah. To do two hundred and seventy-seven yeah. domestic, yeah. that is insane. It was just this is a pure example of a word of mouth movie. Yeah. Like literally you went and saw it. Like, oh, it might be okay. Yeah. And then you went home and said, you, you got to see this again. Yeah. And again, uh, this was 2009. Yeah. Internet's not huge at that point. Right. Yeah. It's kind of there. Yeah. But you're letting all your friends know, like you got to yeah. go see the hangover. Well, you, well there was no yeah. streaming, no right? streaming so, or anything yeah. like that. But I mean, you're letting everybody know, like you're going to see the hangover. Yeah. Like, you're going now. And I think it became like an instant cult hit and it made a ton of money. So they were like, got to do a sequel. It's also an example of a movie that I think people would go see over and over again. Correct. Like it's not something you'd just see one time. Yeah. You know, you'd be like, I got to go again. I probably watched the original one. I'd say 
12 times. It was also, it was, uh, it hit the, such a demographic of like our demographic back then was yeah. like, Hey, let's go have some, you know, ginger, ginger ale. We got to go see the hangover again. Yeah. You know? So yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. So in 2011, uh, they said, let's do a sequel. Cause it made like insane return, uh, on investment. You had to do a sequel. And this time the the plot switched to the wedding in uh, Bangkok. Bangkok. Uh, Ed Helms was getting married this time, so they had the bachelor party there, and they lost his brother in law. That was the second one. That was the second one. Yeah. Okay. Because the third one, it was John Goodman, and they were back in the states. They're back in the states, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, so the second one did is they increased the budget to eighty million. It uh, did less domestically at two fifty four million, but more worldwide mm-hmm. at five hundred and eighty six million, over a half a billion dollars. That's crazy. At the box office for a sequel for a comedy. Yeah, that is nuts. Like, That's... there's action movies that go. I wish I did half yeah. a billion. That is crazy cheddar. Yeah, yeah. So they had to do a third one. Uh, the third one, plot-wise, I think they involved Mr. Kim more. Sorry, it wasn't... No, no, Mr. Kim. What are... What was... um? What's his face's character's name? Oh, my God. I can't... Now I'm blanking <laughs> on it, too. It was... I think it's Mr. I think Kim. it is Mr. Kim. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I'm pretty sure... Yeah. He's, yeah. he's the uh, stand-up comedian who was actually a doctor. Yeah, Ken Jong. Ken Jong. I think it is Mr. Kim. It's Mr. Kim, right? Yeah. yeah. Maybe we could look it up, but... No, it is. Uh, they involved him more in like an international sort of sting operation, but... And John Goodman, they were ripping him off and they had to pay him back. And it was, it was kind of a stretch to get the third one because how many times could you... Uh, lose your memory from an insane bachelor party night. You you right. could do it once. Oh no, Mr. Chow. Mr. Chow. Where do we get Mr. Leslie Kim? Chow? Yeah, we're doing a really good job here. Mixing up my kids. You're doing. A, we're doing a good job. Yeah. Anyway, where was I? The third movie. They couldn't. Yeah. You couldn't really do it again. Right. They had to change it. Bring the characters together, but you couldn't have them black out from a party again. Like, right. First time it happened. Of course, right? Yeah. Second time, oh my God, it happened again. But third, you couldn't do it a third time. I'm trying to remember, yeah, the pl- the exact plot of the third one exactly. It was something where Leslie Chow convinced uh, Zach Galifianakis to take something, and it actually had belonged to John Goodman's gangster character. And so he was saying, if you don't get me back what I want, okay, then I'm going to kill you guys. Right. Hmm. It was like, that was the plot as far as I remember. Okay. I don't remember the third, third one, one, but okay. All right. Anyways. Keep anyway. Going. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it did way, it did not do good. Right. So the box office, it was, and it was over a hundred million dollar budget now. And why wouldn't you? Cause the first two killed. Right. Yeah. Uh, but domestically it did less than half. It only did 112 million. Right. Domestic and 362 million worldwide. So they were like, okay. We ran its. It ran its. It course. ran its course. Yeah, yeah. So with this in the hierarchy of trilogies, uh, myself, I would have to go one, two, three for sure. The first one, yeah. The scene that I just absolutely love, I could watch a million times, okay. is when they get arrested, okay. and they go in front of Rob Riggle, in front of oh, the, in yeah, front of the yeah. kids. Yeah, you remember that? Yeah. And then they taser they, they taser them. Yeah, it was like a visit at, at uh, the police station. It's the yeah. funniest scene. I could watch it over and over. Rob Riggle was great in that. Rob Riggle yeah. was so funny in it. I so. also love going to the casino for the first time, the hotel. Yeah, and uh, Zach Calvin is like something about his beeper. 
Oh yeah, his beeper. Yeah, yeah. Do you get cell service in here? Yeah. Or I love the scene where they're they, they wake up and they just have no idea what's going on and they go and they go to the valet. Yeah. And they and they're waiting for their valet and the valet pulls up a cop car, and they're just like, Bradley Cooper's like, be cool, be cool, <laughs> be cool. Be cool. <laughs> Just, I love it. I love it. Oh, yeah. too yeah. much fun. Love so yeah, I, in this case, when it comes to trilogies, the first movie was the best movie. Yeah, yeah, by far. Yeah, one, two, three for sure. Absolutely. All right, next on our list, and again, these are completely in no particular order. We're just talking about trilogies that we love. Uh, the Terminator. Mm. Now, there's been multiple Terminator films, but the first three... Mm-hmm. Uh, even though James Cameron didn't direct the third one, it's right. still a Schwarzenegger starring. Ah, he was in um, it. Yep. like he wasn't just a cameo. Right. It wasn't. This was I, I. I would I would consider Terminator Three to be part of that trilogy with T Two. Right. I, that's just how we're trying to put yeah, no. this in a box yeah, because yeah, for sure they've done like Terminator Genesis, right? And the one with Christian Bale and yeah, 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 yeah whatever. Yeah, no, been, yeah, too many. One, yeah. two, three. One, two, three. All right. So that's what we're basing this on. The first movie, a goddamn classic. Yeah, it truly is done on a nothing budget yeah. with a nobody at the time star. No, um, like Arnold only knew like seventeen. <laughs> words in english like it was just i need your boots your bike and your clothes i'll be back and that was it he was that was it he's out he's out that's it uh it was done on a budget of get this 6.4 million that sounds about right like six million dollar budget yeah yeah and ended up doing 78 million worldwide so Mm -hmm. huge hit yeah uh it was james cameron sort of baby just like this, the premise right and they did okay with it mm-hmm. but it was t2 that destroyed it's so good t2 changed the landscape of movies in my opinion yeah that was when you first saw the real cgi i actually think it was one of the first films to incorporate that kind of special effects i think it was it because jurassic park uh came out two years later mm-hmm. and that was really would be considered everyone's first cgi film no not not for me i think t2 t2 is my first cgi real movie yeah yeah really well done yeah the way uh what's his face the cop um oh it was robert patrick robert patrick just you know you know went in between the the jail cell like was his body was liquefied. oh yeah yeah, yeah. right and he could turn it hard like he would go into make us like yeah. a, a steel spear yeah. hand. Yeah, that was crazy stuff. Yeah, just yeah. wicked. No, t- I think T2, to me, changed the landmark, like landmark, landscape, sorry, landscape. Of, uh, of action movies and CGI for me, you know? So uh, T2, Judgment Day, and a $102 million budget mm-hmm. up from $6.4 million. Well, yeah, someone's got to pay for that f***ing CGI. Oh, that CGI. Mm-hmm. And it did insanely well. $205 million domestic and a half a billion dollars worldwide. I remember it being like the biggest thing. Oh, huge. Yeah. At that time. Mm-hmm. Like, it was an insanely massive hit. Yeah. Uh, and it was so good. Mm-hmm. It was just everything yeah. from them going uh back to uh, uh cybernetics yeah yeah and that uh, the, just the arm in the case yeah. and the oh, gun that, that whole scene inside when they, when they blew up yeah. that belt, that was insane yeah like insane Such even from so an action cool. level not being cgi yeah i think they took the level of like 
they blew the shit out of that building. Yeah. Like they just took, and that wasn't CGI. No, no, they no, blew no. up that building. They blew up the building. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the neighbors were mad. Yeah, like seriously. Yeah. So then in 2003, so mm-hmm. quite a bit of a gap, mm-hmm. they did do a Terminator 3, mm-hmm. technically a part of this trilogy, with a 200 million dollar budget. And it was garbage. And it was garbage. Garbage. Only did 150 million domestic. Luckily they made up for it with Arnold's overseas uh appeal. Uh, for a four hundred and thirty-three yeah. million dollar worldwide, if it was not for worldwide budget, oh, yeah. foreign, they would have just bombed. I can only imagine they probably gave Arnold a massive payday for this too. Yeah, huge. Yeah, and this yeah. is uh, just before going in to be the governor. Okay, yeah, gotcha. in two thousand three, he's like, I need a little back money because I, uh, <laughs> I need a little side cash. Some, I need some back end because I'm going to be governor. And I only get fifty k a, a year. Salary. Yeah, have you seen the salary? Have you seen this? <laughs> 50, How am I supposed to live on this? 50, I, I pay that in landscaping a month. <laughs> I need back end. Uh, later on, he'd need hush money for his maid, but that's, a, that's a different story. That's a different story. So in this trilogy, again, there's been other Terminator films, but we're considering the Arnold Terminator 1, 2, 3. Mm-hmm. For me, it's got to be number two. Yeah, And I think this is the, yeah. the first on our list where the second movie of a trilogy was the best but how do you not how do you get better than t2 you can't but you need t1 right like oh yeah you know what i mean like t1 is so good set set the stage right yeah. but yeah you can't it's t2 gotta be it's like you didn't we on the list and you did all the research tip to how to oh, thank you uh you didn't put jurassic park on here oh shoot i did not but you don't have to because it's, it's just the first one if you go between one two and three <laughs> we all know the answer Right, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, you could argue, yeah, you know, the new Chris Pratt ones, but yeah, I don't think it's better than the first one. Like, no, the first think, one is just the best. No, so yeah. but, but again, it's not even a question. You're always yeah. going Jurassic Park over one, two, and number three is yeah, uh, is the worst movie ever made. But um, <laughs> like again, here you can't not say T two. T two is is the best out of this trilogy yeah, you just can't not yeah. uh I, for me the order would be two one three uh, three yeah. not even like no, three three way, just being garbage like way at the bottom yeah so staying in sci-fi staying in the james cameron realm mm-hmm. uh oh wait no james cameron didn't have anything to do with alien that was all uh ridley scott ridley scott yeah, yeah. Ridley scott. i don't know why i thought there was a james cameron connection with the alien films i'm not gonna lie i kind of th- isn't there didn't I, he direct number two i thought I thought you might be right here. Yeah, I think James Cameron directed the second one. I'm almost positive. You got to look that up for me. Aliens uh, yeah, like in 86. It, it does. I do. I think you might be on to something. I know here. Paul Reiser is in it, and that guy is. Can't go wrong with he's that. He's a winner. Can't go wrong with that. Mad about you? Anything with Paul Reiser. Right? Sold. Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah, you're right. James Cameron did do the second one. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. staying with him. He, he wrote it, too. Staying within the James Cameron world, uh, the next trilogy we're going to discuss is the Aliens films. Mm-hmm. Again, they've done some other films. There was one with Winona Ryder. Uh, there was also like the Alien Predator films, blah, blah, blah. I'm talking about Alien you're all 1, alien. 2, 3. Yeah. That's you're it. in space. Sigourney Weaver is beating the shit out of a bunch of <laughs> crazy... <laughs> Crazy multi-headed animals. That's what you're doing. So right. the first film was actually 1979, and I didn't know that. I yeah. thought the first Alien film was in the early 80s. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't have put money. It was 79. This is interesting. I didn't even realize What's this. That? David Fincher. 
directed the third one. Shut up. Yeah. I did not know I that. I did not know that either. Huh. Love, love David Fincher. Fincher is like, yeah. God. Yeah. Uh, so the first Alien film, Ridley Scott, 1979, Sigourney Weaver. Uh, I'm doing this again off the top of my head. I right. don't. You have the computer open. I do not. Uh, John Hurt. John Hurt. Bill Paxton. Uh, that was the second one. That was the second one. Yeah, second that was one. the okay. second, second one. one. Okay. And uh, uh, I, uh, John Hurt and uh, Tom Skerritt. Tom Skerritt <laughs> plays plays the uh, the robot. No, Tom Skerritt no. plays the no no William Hurt plays no no William Hurt John gets, Hurt plays the uh, sorry John Hurt gets the alien coming out of his stomach. But isn't he the robot? No, who's the robot? I don't think there any of them are robots. Yeah, there's one that's a robot. <laughs> Is there? I don't know. I haven't seen Alien in a long time. I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of confused. No, there is. Is a robot dude? John Hurt is the robot. He's Kane. He's the robot. Isn't he? No, I don't think he's a All robot. All right, whatever. Because he literally has an alien pop out of his stomach and there's blood and everything. I don't think he's a robot. Oh, oh, sorry. The robot's played by Ian, um, shoot, what's his name? From The Hobbit. Oh, Ian Holm? Ian Holm. Is I that, think he plays he's the, the robot? robot. Yeah, I don't. Remember. I don't know. You know, so many sci-fi nerds are gonna like. They're gonna. Oh, they're gonna for kill us. I don't I know. Remember. All the alien movies are all mashed. Kid brought one. up robots and everything went off the rails. They're all in. I don't know. I just. I haven't seen Alien. They all are one movie to me. The first yeah. film, seventy-nine, Ridley Scott, budget of only eleven million. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, because uh, they made eighty-one domestic and one hundred six worldwide. So they're like. Sequel, yeah, and the second one, which yes, we were correct. James Cameron wrote and directed. All right, came out in 1986 on an only an 18.5 million dollar budget, mm-hmm. but did uh well, did 85 domestic, 131 worldwide. It's pretty good. Uh, as we mentioned, Paul Reiser's in it yeah. and uh, Bill Paxton. That's the one that I'm thinking of. In Aliens, Aliens, yeah, yeah, the second one, yeah. And then uh, they did do Alien 3 in 1992. I had no idea that David Fincher directed that. Right. That's really cool. Right. Uh, that was a budget of $50 million and did not great domestically, but worldwide won 59 Yeah. And number three was the one where Sigourney Weaver turned into Gozer. No, that's Ghostbusters. <laughs> right. <laughs> not correct. <laughs> Closer. Rick Moranis, Rick Moranis wasn't was in this one. No. He wasn't in this one. Right. No, that's also good. I'm not gonna lie. All the Alien movies are just one movie to me. I don't remember yeah. any. The of them. Xenomorph and it's the, all the same. I remember the Xenomorph. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but that's about it. I did watch these back in my blockbuster days. Yeah, uh, and I remember the second one being really good. I do. That's because that's why I'm remembering Bill Paxton. Yeah, and all that. So I'm going with the second one too for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll be honest with you. They're all kind of blending into one movie. I mean, me. the first one is a classic. Uh, the scene with the alien coming out of John Hurt's stomach is, is for 1979, that is insanely cool. And they would have done it with animatronics. Oh, the uh, here it is. No, the, the robot was Lance Hendrickson as Bishop. Oh, Lance that Hendrickson. Was, that was in Aliens. That's what you're thinking I honestly of. can say truly in my heart of hearts, I don't know why anyone listens to our podcasts. No, we, we don't know anything. Nothing. We no. They are like, these two guys are just Moron. morons. Absolute idiots. No idea what they're talking about. Lance Hendrickson, by the way. That's what I was thinking. While of. we're talking about it. Yeah. That guy is awesome. He's amazing. I love Lance Hendrickson. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. He died, uh, I think, a few years ago. No, really? Yeah. Oh. You should click on his IMDb. It'll tell you. That's Bishop. That's what I'm thinking of. And good. he got ripped in half. He did get ripped in half. That was in the second one. All right. There we go. 
So Mark Hamill wasn't in any of these. None. Those are Star Wars. Perfect. Yeah. Okay, I just want to confirm that. No. All right. Also in space. But not. <laughs> but not. Same movie. Are you sure he's dead? Because it's sounds. I don't think he's Lance dead. Lance Hendrickson? It says I, here he's he was he was born in nineteen forty, but it doesn't say he's Oh, he's, he's still alive? I think he might be alive. Oh, we should uh that should be another podcast. People that we think is probably dead, but they're alive. Oh, that'll be a hit. <laughs> 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 oh yeah. Anyway. If yeah. Aliens trilogy, I would say I think I really enjoyed the second one more. So I would go two, one, three on this one. I think he's still alive. All right. Well, Lance Henderson, if you're listening to this, yeah, I must. apologize. If he's listening to this, he's going to be like, I'm not messaging those dicks. <laughs> so mad about this. Yeah. I thought I was dead. Uh, I'm going with two, two, because that's the one I'm obviously continuously referencing. Yeah. So obviously, I enjoy I that one. I would give the original. A rewatch, if I were you. Is number three, is that the one with the one rider? No. No, that's four. That's four. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, three, you still got Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, she's in all of them. But give no, the, I know that. Yeah, give the yeah, first yeah. one a rewatch. She's not in four, though. Is she in four? Yeah. She's, she's in, in the one rider one. Yeah. I know nothing about this. But yeah. the first one by Ridley Scott is a classic. Oh, Lance Henderson was in Hard Target. Remember that Jean-Claude Van oh. Damme movie? Hard target. Classic. We should do a podcast about Jean-Claude Van Damme and just talk about oh, that's a good podcast. how after Bloodsport, he made literally 18 movies of all the same movie and all the equal <laughs> levels of shit. What you was know? the one with the hockey arena? Oh, sudden, sudden, sudden death? Sudden death or sudden? Yeah, sudden death. Yeah. I was thinking sudden impact. I think there was one called sudden impact. I think there was sudden no, impact. No, it was double impact. Double impact? With Dennis Rodman. I thought there was like... Oh, that was that one with Dennis Rodman. But I think there was... Uh, He's. Uh, we could literally. Anyways, we don't do. I don't want to do that. Up. The muscles from Brussels. The muscles from Brussels. I don't want to do that though, because he. All will, right. He'll. He. I don't think he's. He'll, he's got a trigger. He's still alive. He's got a. He's. He's. You he could trigger him pretty quick. I think he will literally. <laughs> yeah. He'll fly out here. He'll Frank Dukes you. Yeah. He'll. He'll come out here and kick the out of us. So let's not do that. All right. Next on our list, because we want to keep this ball rolling. Yeah, we're we're flying. We're, yeah, yeah, we're we have a lot of. We're gonna have to cut some. We we actually can't do all. Oh, of we these. can't do all these. Oh no. my god, I don't know. Okay, let's let's go faster. Okay, all right. Okay, uh, I want to talk about the Spider-Man trilogy, the Sam Raimi one, right? The Tobey Maguire uh, trilogy because mm. it really did do insanely well, right? And it is an argument as to which is the best one and right. how the third one actually made the most money mm-hmm. and an insane amount, but is a absolute pile of dog feces oh, the garbage. third one is is so bad garbage yeah so the first one came out in 2002 these are the toby Maguire sony released this is way before the mcu and spider-man coming back into the fold of uh marvel mm-hmm. this is uh sony on the property right and their trilogy i mean broke box office records oh it made some crazy cash the first one was a 139 million dollar budget and did 407 domestic and 825 worldwide i know that's insane crazy amounts it really did kind of kick off superhero films again Mm -hmm. because we hadn't we didn't really see a lot of that in the 90s. Right. Maybe the X-Men, you know? But yeah, yeah, but not... They not to this level. Not this kind of cash. No, this was nuts. And yeah. Sam Raimi did such a great job directing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, so, the, of course, they have to have a sequel. Right. 
uh, sequel was uh, Doc Ock, mm-hmm. um, who's the actor again. He was in uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, I, I know exactly. <laughs> I, I know his name. I just can't. Oh, why am I blanking on his oh, name? Anyway. Gotta look it up. Now you gotta look it up. Oh, Species. He was in Species. Oh, I know. I, I know his name exactly. I just can't think why of it right now. can I think of it? And you're gonna say it. And I'm gonna kick myself. so bad. What's this? It's not Spider-Man 2. What's it? Spider-Man? Yeah, Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 2? Yeah. This one's coming up as Andrew Garfield. We don't want that one. No, no. That's no. amazing Spider-Man 2. Yeah. Just Spider-Man 2. Doc Ock. Yeah, Why weird. am I blanking it's on it? weird how it? they have it all in here. Alfred Molina. Thank you. God, we're bad at our Al- jobs. Gonna- <laughs> we are bad at our jobs. God. Alfred Molina was Doc Ock in the second film. Species was so bad. Yeah, no, it was so good. <laughs> it was so bad. Oh, you're just, it was You're Natasha just talking Henstrich. about Natasha Henstrich, yeah, but I'm talking about the movie. No, it was genius. Yeah, you watch it on mute. And, but Don't. I mean, like, the movie. <laughs> How dare you? All right. Species is a classic. Okay. Uh, the second uh, Spider-Man film, they actually, the budget, I think it was one of the first films to have, like, a, a $200 million budget. Like, mm-hmm. back then, that was an insane budget right and it did uh it actually made less than the first one yeah. which surprised me when mm-hmm. i looked up these numbers yeah 373 domestic 788 worldwide mm-hmm. but i mean you're still making an insane amount of uh, return on profit you can't there so complain about that uh they had to make a third mm-hmm. now i feel like they forced the third and they tried to introduce too much they did sandman yeah venom eddie brock yeah, there was so uh, much going on in it. Way too much. Yeah, Sandman was our was Thomas a, Aiden Church, a god among yeah, us. I love mean, that guy. But yeah, it was it was just not good. Topher Grace. Topher Grace was Eddie Brock, Eddie Brock, aka Venom. But they tried to do way too much with it. It did not work. It made there money, was that though. horrible dance sequence when he's like strutting and Venom is sort of taking over. Toby Maguire and he's doing like he's literally oh, I think yeah. it was just staying alive or I don't I don't know. Honestly, it I, was so bad. I never liked Toby Maguire as Spider-Man. If you Google Spider-Man 3 like the like the 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 strut or whatever, I'm never doing that. That whole sequence if that had been cut from the film, I'm never would have been I'm never way googling better. that. It's so bad. No. I just I didn't enjoy Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man to begin with. I liked the first one because That's it was kind of like different debate. It was kind of like game-changing. Yeah. But I didn't now that Tom Holland's here, like I don't even want to talk about it. So the budget on this one was nuts. 258 yeah. million uh 336 uh domestic but worldwide mm-hmm. like forget about it. Almost yeah. 900 million domestic or sorry, worldwide. Huge. But yeah. the movie was horrible. It was garbage, yeah. So I Didn't really we talk about that in the podcast or that it was rushed and blah 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 blah. Yeah, we did. We had what was that podcast about? Was it an all Spider Man podcast? Been all Spider Man. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, yeah. So so the third movie not good at all. Mm-hmm. I do like the second one. Yeah, but the first one's the best. That's my opinion. Yeah, one, two, three for sure on those. And I'm yeah. going. One's really the only one I really truly enjoyed. I guess maybe I should rewatch two if you think it's good. I actually do think two has its merits. Yeah. It's it's pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Oh anyway, it. I won't. Spider Man Sam Raimi. Now this is we're not gonna go into detail then because mm-hmm. I, I did have the Evil Dead trilogy on our list. Yeah. 
because it was also Sam Raimi. Right. And I just an excuse for me to talk about Bruce Campbell because yeah. I think he's hilarious. Absolutely. 100%. He did cameo in the Spider-Man films, all three of the Sam Raimi Spider-Man films. Right. Yes, yes. So he was uh at the he was a ring announcer, ring announcer. in the first one. Right. I can't remember the Oh, the second one he was a waiter and he was taking her out to dinner. Mm-hmm. And then the third one it was something to do with that horrible strutting dance sequence. No, I don't remember that. I anyway, remember the first one. I remember the second one. But Bruce Campbell was in yeah. all three. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so anyway, we don't have time to talk about the Evil Dead trilogy uh, as well. Just we're running short on time and there's right. other ones that we want to discuss. Army of Darkness, by far the best kind of well-known then. But Evil Dead's a classic. Evil Dead's a classic. Yeah. But for me, Army of Darkness is the best movie. Right. But anyway. All right. Move on. Uh, we have to talk about The Matrix. Mm. So the, uh, this, is a, this is a debate here. It, it's really tough. Yeah. And they are making a fourth. I did hear that. That is coming out next year. Yeah. So that'll be exciting. The first Matrix was game changing. Mm-hmm. Like as far as a way to tell a story and mm-hmm. then some of their special effects. Right. For 1999, it was the first movie blew people away. Right. And it made crazy amounts of money. Yeah. It was uh, 466 million uh, worldwide on a 63 million dollar budget. Mm-hmm. They actually shot two and three at the same time, yeah, and released both films, mm-hmm. Matrix Reloaded and Revolutions. Both of them in 2003, just one at the beginning of the year and one yeah. later in the year. That's crazy. Which is nuts. Yeah, and who does that? Yeah, like that's yeah. a project, right? Uh, and they both did really well. The second one, the most, it did seven hundred and forty-one million worldwide. Right. Uh, the third, only four twenty-seven, which is actually less than the first film. Mm-hmm. So, in your opinion, what is the best movie of the three Matrix films? I do remember enjoying the second one better than the first one. The third one, I, I wasn't crazy about. I remember that. Uh, I do like the second one the best. Well, as far as the box office is concerned, it looks like the third one. Yeah, yeah it did not do well. Third one wasn't great. I was almost honestly by the third one, I was kind of bored. I think because the first one is so revolutionary, yeah, and it sticks out in my mind. I would say that the for me it would be one, two, three. I'm going two, one, three on this. Two, one, it, three. It's, it's very, very close. Very close. All right. Next on our list is the Christopher Nolan, Christian Bale, Batman films. Yeah, this is tough. In, this is a tough one. This is a to tough debate. one. This is a tough one. The first movie, Batman Begins, two thousand five, really good, mm-hmm. great movie. One hundred and fifty million dollar budget did three seventy three million worldwide. Mm-hmm. I liked it. I was in. I'm like Christian Bale's Batman. Okay, yeah. I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. But then they did the Dark Knight, right? And that blew the doors off. Right. I mean, it broke. It was the fastest to. There's there's a record that it held at the time. I don't know if it still holds that record, but it was the first film to be the fastest to a billion. Yeah, that's, yeah. It was number one in theaters that summer forever. Yeah. And it just, it insanely did well. Heath Ledger had passed away mm-hmm. um, playing the Joker. It was one, yeah. he won the Oscar posthumously. Right. Just an insanely well directed, acted, written movie. I right. actually would put it as. Not a suit like it's one of my favorite films. Just like, movies of it's all time. movie. It's right. not I wouldn't even call it a superhero movie. Right. It's just a great movie. Yeah. And I think that's Christopher Nolan. Right. It was dark. Oh yeah, it's dark. It yeah. was so good. Yeah. And it smashed. It did do a billion dollars at the box office worldwide. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, you're like, okay, trilogy. Yeah. Which is what this podcast is all about. 
Dark Knight Rises in 2012. This time they brought in Bane mm-hmm. uh, with Tom Hardy. Yeah. Uh, $250 million budget. But again, it broke. It actually did slightly more than a billion. It was like almost $1.1 billion. Right. Uh, and just that trilogy killed. Right. As far as box office wise. Mm-hmm. And for me, and again, we're trying to, we want to fit in a few more. So right. I'm trying to speed this up. But for me, I don't, out of this trilogy, it has to be the second one. Yeah, it's two, three, one. Yeah. And if you're, yeah. I think that's the first thing on our list where we're yeah. like, the, the sequels and the, the third film in a trilogy is better than the first. Yeah. We didn't have that so far on our list where we go two, three, one. Yeah. That's rare. Yeah. But I, I think I would put that in, that would be my order as well. Yeah. All right. Because Heath Ledger, you can't like. You can't top that. You before. can't top it. No. Yeah, that's no. The whole and movie. And as well, yeah. just the way the movie, how good the movie was yeah. in, as a whole. Yeah, you just can't. Yeah. And I did enjoy Dark Knight Rises more than Batman Begins. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for this argument, I would say two, three, yeah. one. I did truly enjoy Batman Begins, but just not, not to that as level. much. Yeah, okay. All right. Now we have to talk about Indiana Jones trilogy. Oh, yeah. Uh, the first movie, it is an absolute classic. It actually just celebrated its 40th anniversary this year. Mm-hmm. And Harrison Ford was already a massive star being Han Solo. Right. This guy to be Indiana Jones and Han Solo. It's crazy. I mean, he's a legend. Right. The first movie was so good. Again, Alfred Molina was in it. There you go. For two seconds at the beginning. Yeah. $18 million budget. That's it. Yeah. For like that much action and travel and yeah. like all the stuff that happened in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Melting big, faces off. That big crater, that big ball that was rolling towards him. Yeah. That took up like 8 or 9% of the budget just for that big <laughs> that rolling one ball. Shot. That's that yeah. one shot. You know, hardest to get that. That's a big ass rock. That's a big ass rock. It's perfectly yeah. round. You got to watch out. You got to, <laughs> you got to sand that down for hours. Yeah. Eighteen million dollar budget did two forty eight. This is in nineteen eighty one. That's crazy. Two forty eight million domestic and three eighty nine worldwide. Yeah, an insanely massive hit. Yeah, and Raiders of the Lost Ark, uh, directed by Steven Spielberg, right? Uh, produced by George Lucas, right? I mean, and starring Harrison Ford. Yeah. I can't think of, like, that's a winning combination. Yeah, you can't go wrong with that. So, of course, they had to do a sequel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and personally, I think this is, it's so hard to beat how good Temple of Doom was in 1984. Yeah. Uh, b- uh, Budget-wise, it went to $28 million. Mm-hmm. It didn't do as much in the box office. Right. $179 million domestic, 333 worldwide. But I just love Temple of Doom. Yeah, I think I got to put Temple of Doom up it's there. So good. Like, this is a tough one. This man. one's really tough. This one's tough. Yeah. 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 So we yeah. also had then the third movie, which was in 1989, mm-hmm. with uh, Sean Connery playing his dad. In which I love. Last Crusade. I yeah. also love this film. It made the most money out of the trilogy. Yeah. Uh, with 474 million dollars worldwide. Yeah. On a little bit of a bigger budget. Mm-hmm. We are not counting the fourth film because. It doesn't exist in my mind. Doesn't exist. The fourth film never happened. Never happened. It doesn't exist. That and yeah. number five, yeah, which is coming out next year, right? With Harrison Ford, yeah, is not a young man anymore. Yeah, I'm gonna. That's gonna be interesting. It'll be very interesting. It'll be the last Indiana Jones film, and mm-hmm. I hope that it makes up for number four. Okay, I'm I'm sold on that. So I don't know where what, I'm gonna. What's the these. best film? Out of I the I can't. Uh, it's between one and two. As much as I love number three, I love number yeah. three because of Sean Connery. I love him playing Harrison Ford's dad. Yeah, 
I think I'm probably Temple of Doom. Temple of Doom and then okay. Raiders. Ah, no, Raiders of the Lost Ark. No, no. <laughs> I'm going 1-3-2. This is a tough one. I'm going 1-3-2. I'm going because Raiders of the Lost Ark is just, it's set. It's set. It's, it was good. I'm going 1-3-2. Okay. 1-3-2. All right. Uh, we are going to, I, I'm going to say, I, I think just personally, I mm. love Temple of Doom. So you're going 2-1-3. So I got to go 2-1-3. All right. All right. And in that saying something, because I absolutely love The Last Crusade right. with Sean Connery. Yeah. So I, I'm going to go 2-1-3. Yeah. And also, fun fact, and I've I brought this up and uh, a few times when people ask us to give them trivia questions. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the name of the nightclub at the beginning of Temple of Doom? It's an inside joke. It was something Star Wars related, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. It's called the Obi Wan. Okay. And they were in an Asian country, right. and they called the club that they once they escape out. Yeah. Uh, and then they go and catch that plane. By the way, that was Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. Who got them the plane? Okay. Uh, just a smidge cameo there. Yeah, I totally remember that. Then right. Uh, right. it was uh, the the name of the club is just seen in the background. And yeah. It's called the Obi Wan. That's awesome, and I love that stuff. That's amazing. So we're gonna skip over the next one. Mm-hmm. Just again, we're trying to save on time. Yeah, it's yeah, about yeah. the Born trilogy. Yeah, that's fine. We can skip. Uh, that we one. can skip over that. They're all the same. The uh, the funniest thing about that to me was just the line from Forty Year Old Virgin, right? Where there is the Born. Uh, the first born film is playing in the background because he right. works at a, like a Best Buy. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> you know, I always thought Matt Damon was like a Streisand, but he's rocking the shit out of this yeah. one. I, I like the Bournes, but yeah. one, two, three, honestly, they could have all been filmed at the same time. There you go. Yeah. All right. At least at the same time. They could have matrixed that one. So. I do want to talk about the Godfather trilogy because sure. it's extremely interesting debate because the first Godfather film mm-hmm. and the second Godfather film mm-hmm. both won Best Picture. Right. And the third Godfather film <laughs> has been nominated for a Razzie every single year, which is impressive. Because it, it's it came out thirty years ago, but they still managed to give it a Razzie every single year. Uh, the third one's so bad, so bad. But yeah. how do you debate the first Godfather 70, 1972, and the yeah. second one in nineteen seventy four? They both won Best Picture. Yeah. Not as that has ever happened with a trilogy before, where the sequel also won Best Picture. Right. How do you decide what's the best out of those two? I think it always comes. It's, this is like the debate with Star Wars, right? Okay. Like I think the second one always comes up as the better the better movie than the first one. So you're saying that with Godfather. Yeah, with Godfather. Yeah. 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 Okay, so the second one because Robert De Niro mm-hmm. plays a young Cor- like uh, Don Corleone. Right. Uh the Marlon Brando character. Right. I would say that number 2 is the best. Yeah. Because I think it, it that was just so cool. Yeah. And then to have the Godfather 2 storyline still with Al Pacino. Mm-hmm. Even though the two didn't share the screen, mm-hmm. having Robert De Niro and Al Pacino, what was the first movie where they actually share a screen? Do you know that answer to that trivia question? It wasn't The Heat, was it? It was. It was yeah, The Heat? Yeah. Okay. All right. The sit down when they finally come face to face in that diner. Yeah. That's the first time they had on screen they ever shared. Oh, was it? I shared I thought there on screen moment. All right. Yeah. The heat. was The Heat. Michael Mann. And uh, so even though they were both in the film, they were because they never shared screen time. Yeah. Because of the timeline. Timeline. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed the second one. Yeah. But I really, truly enjoyed the first one too. So, but I'd go 2 1. So, and in the box exist. office wise, the first one uh, did 246 million worldwide. The second one did not That's do crazy. very well at all. But to me, the second one is a better movie. That's all the second one did? Yeah. Really? Yeah. The second one did not make a lot of money at all, but a lot of best picture films don't. Huh. So, I don't know. That's to weird. To me, 
Critically, I think I like the second Godfather better. I would go two, one, and then forget three ever happened. Yeah, okay, I agree with that. Yeah, like everyone anyway. can agree with that. Uh, but that's a really good debate considering uh, two out of the three won Best Picture. Mm-hmm. That's nuts. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I did have the Toy Story trilogy on here. The fourth one is also extremely good. Yeah. I think just from a box office standpoint, uh, we can say like number three did a billion dollars. Right. Uh, this The first one was actually, I didn't realize how early this movie was, like 1995 to be yeah. the first computer, a- it's uh, technically the first computer, fully computer animated film. Yeah. And it was when uh, Pixar took on Disney mm-hmm. and Disney said, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is really good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they actually ended up buying Pixar because they couldn't compete with the technology. Yeah, Disney was still hand drawing every cartoon. Exactly. Yeah. So you gotta yeah. jump on that. That one. It's just worth mentioning that how good the Toy Story trilogy was. Yeah, I mean they're all really good. I mean the third one probably is the one that you have to say. You know, sets the bar, I guess. You but, actually cry you know, as an yeah. adult watching this child's animated film. Like, the third yeah. one is so good. I cried equally as much during Godfather 3. <laughs> Did you now? Yeah. <laughs> because of how bad it was. Usually. From about 10 minutes in, <laughs> and then I just kept crying for all three hours and 15 minutes of it. Not only is three Godfather 3 so bad, but then it also incorporates the overused line of, just when I thought I was out. They pull me back in. <laughs> so, bad. so bad. So bad. All right. All right. The last couple we have to mention. Yeah, this podcast is going to go a little long, but we have to talk about these last three. Yeah, we have to. Yeah. These are the most important on the list. Yeah. The fourth one is quite important also. But it's a it's an honorable mention. It's an honorable mention. Yeah, we'll yeah. end the podcast with that. Yeah. But we have to talk about Back to the Future. Right. The trilogy, it is, the first one was only done on a $19 million budget in mm-hmm. 1985 and did $381 million uh, worldwide. Right. Now, again, we're, these are, this is the amount of money it made back then. This is 85. With inflation. Yeah. Like, insane. It's a billion. So the first film was so good and it made so much money. Mm-hmm. Uh, luckily, they pulled Eric Stoltz out of there. We've never had a Back to the Future podcast, so that little- yeah bit of trivia has never come up before where they actually cast him did shots yeah it's in the outtakes on the anniversary editions of uh, the blu-rays for back to the future right these test screens and people were like got one look at eric stoltz aka from the movie mask with share and said no yeah eric stoltz some kind of wonderful that's right yeah yeah Yeah. uh but he was not marty marty mcfly so no no. uh luckily it was actually a scheduling conflict with family ties Mm -hmm. and again i have no notes on this i just know this stuff winging it top of my head but Mm -hmm. they were able to get uh michael j fox Mm -hmm. and history was made there you go totally uh the second movie uh increased the budget Uh, they actually shot these back to back i remember this Mm mm-hmm because uh, the first one was 85 and the sequel came out in 89 and then uh, the third one in 90. So mm. it was right away. Yeah. They actually shot them either at the same time or back to back and released them within a year of each other, right. number two and three. So I thought that was really cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, the budgets went were $40 million for the sequels mm-hmm. and still did $332 million worldwide yeah. and $245 million worldwide. So. Yeah insanely massive hits off of very little production for what is sci-fi fantasy mm-hmm. uh comedy 
like there's a lot of cool special effects uh they're just great movies i mm. i love the back to the future films yeah i actually finding this one tough to rank yeah as a trilogy I, for me i'm one two three okay yeah that's that's the, i mean I, I did enjoy two but i'm gonna go one two three i, I really enjoyed one i'm gonna have to go one two three yeah number yeah. three i didn't need the what the old west yeah i, I can watch tombstone but um <laughs> yeah but yeah. logically right yeah the I, first I, film yeah back to the 55 yeah the second film goes into the future yeah and then where do you go from there? You got to go to like old. No, no, I get it. But I just didn't yeah. enjoy it. All right. That's fair. That's the fair. first one to me is is the one that set set the bar. Yeah. And uh, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah, I'm with you. I yeah. go one, two, three. Mm-hmm. So again, in the trilogy, you'd think, and you can listen to this podcast and, and go, oh, yeah, like maybe the second was better than mm. the third or in some cases the third better than the first. But The second one was still really good. You would yeah. think that when you're releasing a movie and it does so well that it should be the best of the trilogy. But this mm. podcast, that's the whole debate about this podcast. Exactly. This is a Back to the Future is a pure example. Mm-hmm. But then you take something like Indiana Jones and like, oh, well, maybe two is better yeah. than the original. Anyway, uh, we have to discuss these last two because they're probably the biggest trilogy in the history of the planet yeah there's no better bigger trilogies than star wars and lord of the rings yeah uh, financially yeah critically just mm. fandom wise yeah. yeah i don't think you get bigger than those two trilogies so mm. uh, again we're talking about star wars we we know that the prequels were a trilogy and the more current films seven eight nine were also a trilogy mm. but for this podcast we're talking about the original trilogy mm-hmm. episodes four five six new hope empire and jedi mm-hmm. just blew people away like what yeah. george lucas was able to do creating the 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 light and sound magic uh special effects company to do what he did for star wars do right you, do you know what the budget was it was crazy low like nothing like 11 million 11 I'm reading that off my notes. I don't know mil- off the top of my head. No, you're right. Yeah, 11, 11 million dollars to make Star Wars. Yeah, that's so funny. Yeah. 11. Yeah. And it did 460 million dollars domestic and almost 800 million worldwide. Yeah. In 1977. It just changed everything. Changed everything. Changed everything. Licensing? Yeah. Uh everything. Every you name it, like Star Wars did it. Yeah. It was uh, we had mentioned on a previous podcast where, or I can't remember the premise, but we were talking about Jaws. Yeah. And how Jaws broke the barriers being, because movies were never released in summer because people were on vacation. Right. And, uh, enjoying the outside. Right. And Jaws broke that to become the first ever summer blockbuster. Right. And they did that with Star Wars. Right. And uh, they actually had a bet. George Lucas and, and Steven Spielberg are friends. Right. And they had a bet and George Lucas was so nervous. Yeah. And he goes, he goes, I don't think this is going to work. I don't think it's going to make any money. Yeah. And Steven Spielberg is like, no, man, this is going to kill. Yeah, this is it. And they had a bet and the bet was back end. Oh, okay. Uh, and Spielberg ended up making like $300 million. <laughs> <laughs> like an insane, I got to Google that story, but yeah. He made an insane amount of money betting George Lucas back end points that Star Wars would succeed. That's crazy. And George Lucas just wasn't yeah. convinced. Oh, my God. That's so funny. Um, so then, of course, uh, George Lucas had already written it, 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 it like an insanely long screenplay mm-hmm. that he broke up into uh, four, five, and six. So mm-hmm. we knew that there would be sequels. Right. And Empire, I mean, 
forget it. Oh, and I should mention Star Wars A New Hope, uh, the first film, yeah. was nominated for Best Picture. Oh, there you go. I All didn't right. know that. I didn't know that either. No. Uh, so that's how a testament to how good the first uh, Star Wars movie is. Mm-hmm. But to me, and like a lot of Star Wars fans, yeah. Empire Strikes Back, regardless Empire. of box office. Yeah. Empire is the one. Is so good. Empire is the one. Always Empire is the Out one. Out of all nine films, Empire is the one. Empire is my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you take Star Wars as a whole, mm-hmm. and people have ranked it. What's your favorite Star Wars? You take all the side movies, mm-hmm. and uh, like Rogue One, or you take yeah. uh, all, all, any of the three sets of trilogies. Doesn't matter. Empire's number Empire one. is always one. Yeah. Empire always is one. so good. It's also the only Star Wars film to feature. A member from the cast of Cheers. Exactly. Do you know what I'm talking about? Ratzenberger. That's right. Yeah, yeah. He's on Hoth as yeah. a uh, as one of the rebels. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, Empire Strikes Back came out three years later. All the uh, Star Wars trilogies were three years apart. Mm-hmm. I did 538 million worldwide. Still right. a massive hit. Mm-hmm. And then Return of the Jedi actually did not make as much money. It it, it kind of went down. Yeah. In 83, it was still only a $32 million budget for Return of the Jedi. Yeah, still low. Uh, That's low. But $475 million worldwide. When you compare to New Hope and Empire, that's Mm -hmm. way less. Yeah, it wasn't, to me, it wasn't as good as the other ones for sure. But So to rank Star Wars as just this trilogy, not all the other films, 2, 1, 3? Yeah. I think that's fair. And my real 2 is Force Awakens. Oh, really? Yeah. Would you put Force Awakens in front of Empire? No, Empire is number one. Oh, Empire. Oh, sorry, your real number two. I yeah, got it. My gotcha, real number gotcha. two is Force Awakens. Gotcha. Yeah, I know. I love Force Awakens. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. All right, that should be another podcast mm-hmm. where we just discuss Star Wars yeah. as a whole That'd and rank them. Yeah, that would be a good podcast. Yeah. All right, so we have to talk about Lord of the Rings as we mentioned because Peter Jackson had a vision mm-hmm. and he shot all of those pretty much at the same time yeah, as well. Do you crazy. remember that? That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. All the actors had to commit to like an insane, like three year contract yeah. to film all three films yeah. back to back to back. I know it's, it's crazy to like, think of these actors do this, you know, or even to think of the, think about mapping out the story, right. Shooting all of that. Right, and then piecing it together for all three films mm-hmm. when you're shooting that much at the same time, right? Because I I think it was based on the fact that he wanted to shoot it in New Zealand where right. he's from, and I just remember the stories of like, okay, well we're here mm-hmm. and we have everyone's their costumes, like yeah. we have these this production location, right? Let's just get it all Let's done, just go and just do it, and I mean, they it film makes sense, right? All three movies back to back to back, they were released. In which is rare for for sequels and trilogies uh, to come out like one after the other every single year. It was right. two thousand one, two thousand two, two thousand three. Right, and the money it made. Oh, insane money! Like yeah. there are so many Tolkien fans out there uh, who love the books mm-hmm. and to see it on film. And the films were long. Oh yeah, they're long. Yeah, they're really long. long. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and I was one. I remember going to see uh, the two towers mm-hmm. in theaters, and I had to, I had to pee. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> and I usually I was like, I can't miss a second of a movie. Right. I would never leave in the middle of a movie. Yeah. To go pee, and this movie was so long that yeah. I, I had to. Yeah, it's yeah. Everyone was three hours. <laughs> yeah. 
plus, I think. Yeah. 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 Uh, so the first movie, uh, they're all the budgets around the same because they shot it all at the same time. It mm-hmm. was uh, around $93, $94 million of film. Right. I'd also like to mention that oh, yeah. uh, the T3 budget was $200 million. Oh, really? Remember, we talked that, about that already. That, Oh yeah, yeah. So Terminator Three cost two hundred million dollars yeah. to make. And Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings cost ninety four million dollars to make. I don't know what went wrong there. How much did you guys pay Arnold? Yeah, Arnold must have <laughs> demanded some cheddar. Like right? seriously. Anyways, keep going. All right, all right. So Lord of the Rings, the first movie, uh, Fellowship of the Ring, two thousand one, three hundred fifty million dollar domestic and yeah. eight hundred and ninety seven million worldwide. I think the. Worldwide is a testament to how popular the books were totally. in you know for, in foreign countries, right? Hundred percent. Right? Uh, the second movie, Two Towers, mm-hmm. uh, three hundred forty-two million domestic, nine hundred forty-seven, basically a bill. Yeah. Uh, worldwide, and then the third film, three seventy-seven. They actually each film made yeah. more money. Slowly, three seventy-seven just- domestic and one point one billion. Yeah. Worldwide for Return of the King in 2003, by the way, won Best Picture. Right. Never in the history of time, mm-hmm. we talked about The Godfather, right? but never in the history of time has a movie had a trilogy mm-hmm. and the third movie won Best Picture. That has never happened. That's crazy. That was an Oscar first. Okay. So, with that being said, box office wise, critical acclaim wise, right. which is the best movie? Of the trilogy. I actually enjoyed the Two Towers the most. Interesting. Yeah. Two huh. Towers, then Return of the King, then Fellowship of the Ring. I actually found the Fellowship of the Ring fairly boring, only okay. because they had to tell the storyline. Yeah, you, you know? got to set it up. Yeah. You know, that it, it was the topsoil. Okay. You know? Okay. You know, Two Towers was the fertilizer. <laughs> you know? Return of the King's the water. You know? Uh, but uh, good metaphor. I, I enjoyed Two Towers the most, for sure. And okay. I don't, I don't really have an explanation for why. I just do. I think I liked Return of the King the most. There you go. All right. As did and I, most people, because it made the most money and got Best Picture. I would go three. You know what? I think this might be the first one where we really differ. I think I would go three, one, two. There you go. So you'd be wrong. That's fair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what this is about. Hey, yeah. So it is extremely rare the third film of a trilogy won Best Picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, it needs to be discussed here. So before we get to our honorable mention mm-hmm. and and end the podcast, mm-hmm. out of all the trilogies that we spoke about, right? Uh, what would you think is the best trilogy of all time? <sighs> like one, two, and three were so good that it's techn- it would be considered the best trilogy of all time. Compared to other trilogies. I just think for the landscape of film, yeah. I think the Star Wars trilogy is just, regardless of box office or yeah. awards or anything like that and Ewoks, yeah. it's still, <laughs> I think, it's still just the, Star Wars. the trilogy. I mean, we're talking about some major yeah. trilogies here. Lord of the Rings, Back yeah. to the Future. I think it's still Star Wars. Uh, Indiana Jones. Star I, Wars, in my opinion. I have to agree with yeah. you. You just... I mean, I'm a massive Star Wars fan, but I would say that out of everything we discussed, Star Wars is the best trilogy. I think when you even say the words trilogy, people instantly think Star Wars. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a really good point. You just think Star Wars. All right. So we had one honorable mention just to end this podcast because Mm -hmm. we like these movies and people would probably never put these movies in this list. Come on. Harold and Kumar trilogy. Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. <laughs> Harold and Kumar escape from Guantanamo Bay and a very Harold and Kumar Christmas. 
Can't go wrong. NPH. Neil Patrick Harris yeah. steals these movies. So good. Yeah. I don't know. Guantanamo Bay probably last on the list. I go I go uh White Castle Christmas Guantanamo yeah, Bay. Yeah, so would I. So would I. So Guantanamo Bay does have that one and I don't want to say the words yeah. because we have to beep it out. But oh, no, it's got it's got hilarious moments. There's some funny moments yeah. and he says, Do you want a blank meat sandwich? Yeah. Oh no, it's got it's you're gonna beep it out anyways, but it's got it's got some <laughs> actually I was watching that probably a couple months back. It was on the dish. Yeah. It's still got its moments, but the first one again. It's so good. It's so good. It's, it's a so classic. funny. Yeah. Um. But th- the Christmas one just kills me. Just surprisingly, kills me. the third one, or sorry, the second one made the most money, but yeah. not barely over the third. Yeah. But you know what? The first one it deserved another movie because it was done on a nine million dollar budget mm-hmm. and it doubled and did eighteen million. Mm-hmm. I actually thought it made more than that yeah. in the box office. But I bet you where Harold and Kumar really took off and they made the sequels because of the after theater, like the, the rentals and yeah. the people like it was a, it, it, it did become a cult mm-hmm. classic. Yeah. Especially for stoners. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. it really did become a sort of a cult classic film. Yeah. So yeah, you were going to get some sequels for sure. Yeah. For sure. First one. Yeah. Well, first one, three, two for sure on that, but I, I could watch them all. Definitely worth checking yeah. out. If you've never seen the sequels to the Harold and Kumar films, Please watch him, especially for Neil Patrick Harris. Oh, steals the movie. <laughs> steals it. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for tuning in. What do you think is the best trilogy of all time? Do you agree with our order of which films were the best in the trilogies we talked about? Let us know on social media. Follow at KDog and Fish on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, everything Funko related. Do it. You can get online at kdogandfish.com. And this podcast is available on pretty much anywhere you can uh, listen to podcasts. And you would know that because you're listening to it right now. So I don't need to plug that. You're already on it. Uh, Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Until next time, I'm Fish. Gaydog. We'll see you again soon. Peace.